Welcome back, guys. Um, we're continuing our uh, Devil's Advocate series. Dave, today we're just going to jump right in. Um, the question we have today is, okay, you serve a God. Well, where is he? I don't see him. Because here's the thing, if I was God and I loved people, I'd show myself and I would do everything I could possible to make things better and more comfortable and, and just overall show myself to people. Seeing is believing, Dave. It's true. Seeing is believing. Where's your God at? I don't see him. What do you do with that, Dave? How, how, do, you, how do you get off the fence? With that question. That's not, man, that's a hard question when it comes to, um, there's so much noise in the world. And I guess that's what I kind of think about. There's so much stuff that's going on in the world. And so we say seeing is believing, but it's in some aspects. It's like, is it what we choose to see? Hmm. Um, I think we'll go down that a little bit and we'll kind of go down that path and we'll talk about that a little bit more later in this episode. But I think, yeah, we often have that, those thoughts of like, the way I see God, do I choose a certain way to see, to view him or not see him? Because I want him, I want to see him do the things that I expect or how I want it. So I'm only looking for it in a certain way. And I'm, so I'm not really seeing God. So exactly. You said if, you know, for the our listeners, I might be asking that question. It was like, you're talking about this God and I, but I don't see him. Are you choosing to see him or are you choosing not to see him? Um, and what are you trying to see? Uh, I think oftentimes people want to see, uh, you know, I look I like back in scripture where they were talking about all these miracles that Jesus did, or even go back further in the old Testament. And he was talking about, uh, where God revealed himself, right. Or what they said, but how he was doing that like they wanted to see something they had to like where is he what's going on like i gotta see i gotta see this um but it's because like they either they chose to or they didn't or they chose not to um it kind of goes with what we were talking about like why do we when we sit on the fence on things is what are we choosing to believe what are we choosing to see um it's kind of where I initial my initial thoughts are when it comes to it comes to this. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of a concept I wanted to share um, in regards to being on the fence and making decisions. You know, especially for, for those of us who are in the military who have any ever done anything that you know. In a tactical sense, has been significant. Knows that a lot of things. A lot of times, what we what, what has been taught is it's better to make a decision 
in the moment than to just not make a decision and sit where you're at. If you're going to make a decision, at least make the wrong one. Do something. Don't stay where you're at because then at least, hey, you assess the situation. You took in all the information from where you were and you made a decision and you went with it. Um, and then you can, you know what? Then you can recover and, and you can make some changes to get, to get where you want to be. But at least you make a de- you, you've made a decision. And that's crucial. But in regards to this specific question, as far as, you know, why doesn't God reveal himself? Why doesn't he show up in my circumstances? If your God's real, how come I can't see him? Like, I, I feel like in regards to this, what you were saying as far as making a choice is very, very, it's very, very important. Because, see, God is either in everything or you're not going to see him at all. And I want to read a couple of, of scriptures here that I feel like are very helpful in, in this regard and in, in, in this discussion is this one's from Jeremiah 29:13 and it, excuse me 11 through uh, 14 and it says this for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you you will seek me and find me And when you seek me with all of your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. But what does he say there? He says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your with all your heart. You know, it's interesting to me, Dave, because. A lot of folks will say, oh, I don't see God. Where's he at? It's like, well, have you looked for him? Have you, have you truly looked for him? You know, it's funny because ha- we, we have a lot of people who we know who, you know, we talk about prayer quite a bit. Um, and it's, it, what's, what's interesting to me is people will say, I just don't know why this is happening or... You know, my circumstance is X, Y, Z, and I don't know what's going on. And sometimes it's like, well, have you actually, have you talked to the Lord about that? Because you need to start there, you know. Um, I want to share another scripture with you. This is from uh, Deuteronomy 4, uh, verse 29, and it says this. But from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you search after him with all your heart and with all of your soul. When you are in tribulation and all these things come upon you in the latter days, you will return to the Lord and to the Lord your God and obey his voice. As the Lord your God is, merc- is a merciful God, he will not leave you or destroy you or forget the covenant with um, your fathers that uh, he swore to them. But again, what does he say? He says, if you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul. You know, it's interesting. We, we think about, uh, 
we talk about fitness all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and you think about people who are in a, in a, a physical fitness program, but their heart's not really in it. Yeah. You know, they're kind of just going through the motions, you know, three sets at eight, you know, and it's like, I don't know why I'm not seeing results. I don't know why I'm not. Are you really getting after it? You know, or you hear about people that say, hey, man, I got this new, this new either training partner or personal trainer, you know, and now it's happening. Now I'm getting it. And it's why? Because you're actually focused and motivated and driven and your mind is, is set on getting that result, finding that thing. But do we take that to our faith? Because we should. You know. It was, it's unique that you brought up Jeremiah 29, 11. And I wanted to kind of put that in context for our listeners. It's like, we've heard that so many times. We've heard 29, 11 where it, it, you know, it goes and says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for evil. This is um, the ESV version, not for evil, but to give you a future and a hope, right? But we forget, we don't remember, or we don't look at 12, in 13 where it says then you will call upon me and come and pray for me and i will hear i will hear you you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart i will uh, i will be found by you declares the lord and i will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where i've driven you declares the lord and i will bring you back to the place from which i sent you into exile we like to just take that one bit of scripture and says, "Oh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Yep, he he's got plans for me. He's got plans for you, and it's a very prosper. You know, we've heard it as from a very you know prosperous look go. God God has plans for me, but there's best way to put. It, there's a catch, right? <laughs> and the catch is we gotta be searching and finding. We actually gotta be looking for him, right? Um, so as we were thinking about this, I, what brings to mind is I, I and I was, t- I was telling you this before we were, uh, starting to record, I grew up listening, um, Salty, the, the songbook, like, uh, it was like these ki- these kids cassette tapes, right? Yeah. And I remember this, uh, story, um, being shared about it and it was the story about Elijah when the Lord speaks to Elijah. Mm. Um, this is in First Kings, right? In First Kings 19. I want to read a piece of it because it speaks to exactly what happened here in Jeremiah where he said he was seeking. Yeah. And so I'll start where it says, so in 19 verse 9, sorry, no, verse 9, it says the Lord, this is where the Lord speaks to Elijah. He says, there he came to a cave and lodged into it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said, uh, he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I've been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I even I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. So this is you know Elijah being being chased down. Um, and he says and he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and, and broke it in, and broke in in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. 
And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars and killed your prophets in the sword. And I, even I only am left and they seek my life to take it away. And then he said, and the Lord said to him, go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, you shall anoint Hazel to be king over, uh, over Syria. Right. So, but what was interesting about that is not, you know, that historical piece of that part, but how he was saying that there was all these things that were going on, these big things that were going on. And for that moment, you know, he was making scriptures as being really clear to say, like, man, he wasn't he wasn't in the in the wind, <laughs> wasn't in the earthquake. Um wasn't even in the fire. He wasn't in all these things that were so visible. But he was in a he was in a whisper. You know, and he was in a quietness that um and even so, like Elijah wanted God to strike and that's that's really the bigger thing to think about, is that Elijah wanted basically God to destroy the, the you know the, the people because of what was going on, the evil that was going on in the world, right? And he's like, God, just show up, do do these things, do it through an earthquake, like whatever, right? And God did all these other things, but or all these things happened, but God wasn't that wasn't that wasn't God Himself right there. Things were happening, and God showed up in a whisper. So we might look at it in one way, but in reality, God shows up in, in such a different way. Hmm. And so, um, I say that this, the you know, to keep that in mind to our listeners is that again, what what are we deciding to to? How are we deciding to see God? Um, sometimes it's easy for us to say, "Oh, God was God was in that moment, and He did He was doing this and that," but maybe that's not where really was God. Um, but to tie that back into what we started at the beginning, like, how do I like? I've never seen God. Do I, how, how would I know that? I think it really, we really have to kind of ask that question is, um, what are we truly, what are we truly trying to get, to get, get out here? Like how, like how are we looking to view God? So I wanted to share this cause it was just something that comes to my mind uh, about that. But, um, what do you, I mean, what do you think? What do you say? What do we say to, uh, you know, to somebody that, is still struggling with that. Like I, I don't see. I don't see God. Yeah, I don't see God in my life. I don't see. I don't see really God being in my life. Um, I want to share a couple a couple of these um, other verses that I have because I think it will help answer this question. And it's Proverbs eight seventeen. It says. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. That's Proverbs eight seventeen. This is Matthew seven seven, and it says, Matthew seven seven says, 
Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks it will be opened. Matthew 7, 7. This is Luke eleven nine. It says this. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who, who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And I've that one specifically so addresses the heart of our Heavenly Father and His desire to give good gifts to us and to reveal Himself. I have one more that I want to share with you and then I'll um, kind of express my thoughts here. This is Acts 17, verse 24 to 28. It says this, The God who made the world and everything in it being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel their way toward him and find him. And what's amazing to me is this verse right here. If, if you're struggling with this question, this addresses this question perfectly. And the God who made the world and everything in it being Lord of heaven and earth does not live in temples made by man. Meaning, if you're looking in the wrong places, you're not going to find me. Because that's not, that's not where I operate, right? He says, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. He's like, listen, you, you are... A reflection. I made you in my image. If you can't see me in you, you you're not understanding. You you have to you have to read my word to gain understanding. Then because I give you life, I give you breath. Do you not see me in that? And then he says, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling places. And he's like, see how there's different countries? See how there's different places? I did all this. This is me. You should see me in this. This is what, I'm, this is what he tells us in his word. And, you know, 
the reason I read all these verses is because, you know, Jeremiah, Deuteronomy, Proverbs, Matthew, Luke, and Acts, they're all saying pretty much the same things, which is, if you truly seek me with all your mind, body, soul, and spirit, you're going to find me. And you're going to experience me. And I will reveal myself to you in a very specific way. And he describes his heart in that uh, Luke verse there. He's like, you know, a, a heavenly father. He's like, you know, your father wants to give you good gifts on earth. He's like, imagine how, how I feel. And I want to bless you. I want to, I want to be with you. I want, to, I want you to hear my voice. But I also have to know you truly love me. And this goes back to our first uh, uh, episode in this series, which is that he gives us this free will to really know that we truly love him and we're going to choose him. And so he's saying, listen, if you truly love me and you truly choose me, you're going to live, you're going to live by these verses, you know, knock and it shall be open to you. And so I think that Dave, I think that's how I would address this question of, you know, well, I don't see God. I don't think you're looking in the right places. And more importantly, to take it even a step further, I would challenge you, if that's you having this question, I would challenge you to start praying some very, very dangerous prayers. And what I mean by that is, say, Lord, show up to me. Reveal yourself to me. Because he will. But, to your point is you have to you have to be truly seeking him and he will reveal himself specifically to you so glad you said that i think that's really where where it's the crux of it all right is that you, um that you have to actively seek god and that's how you see god you can't just simply just sit by um and the reason why I said we have to seek God, and follow me with this, and hopefully our listeners will follow me with this as well. Let's go back to Genesis for a minute, right? Go back to Genesis. And we talked about being a fall of a broken world, being in a broken world, right? And what happened and why um, God was there. If this is what we believe, God was there, right? God was with man. He was walking in the garden. He was there. And he was revealed. But because of sin, we now have to seek God. Because we ran away, now we have to seek. We've hidden ourselves. We've done, we've done these things. It's like, you know, because of sin... There is, it's basically, there is a, there's blind, there's blindness now. And I think that's something that we've, we've got to look at as well to understand now. And, and, and I know that maybe some of our, some of our listeners will get that, but we have to seek after because of sin, we have to seek after God. Now, don't get me wrong. God is actively seeking to be, be with us as well. That's why, um, you know, that's why he sent his son. That's why he came down down to earth uh, through his son, because he wanted uh, to be back in in communion with us and being in union with us, right? But 
what I think we get caught up in is just re- not realizing that, yeah, we have to do our part. We have to seek. We have to seek. And if we seek him, we'll find him. You know, like you said, there was nu- there's numerous pieces of scripture that throughout that, like, I think we just don't. We don't, we don't look at it and go, man, there's a lot of things that we have to do to, of seeking God. Proverbs 8, 17. He's like, I love those who love me, uh, who love me and those who seek seek me, find me. So simple to understand that, like, man, if we actually just seek after God, like, we'll, we'll find him. But we have to choose to do that. Um, now Psalms 9, 9, 10 says, those who know, know your name, trust in you for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Um, every time, you know, and the reason why, like, what we're talking about, so people are like, well, I've just never, never seen God. Well, I can show you a book that says numerous times where people sought after God and he revealed himself. That's what they had to do. But also to show, and like I was saying about Genesis, when we go to the very beginning of Genesis, but the, at the very beginning of Genesis, he was already revealed. But because of sin, we have to seek after him. We have to do that daily, right? Um, but we have a way uh, of doing that. So we will, we can see God. We can't. God will reveal Himself um, to us, but we have to be willing to, to go after Him. You know, it's it's interesting too. We, Dave and I use, uh, we'll use this more as we go forward. But you know, something we've been talking about is it, is addressing the emotion behind the question. And we we asked we 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 talked about this in, in our previous episodes, and we're going to continue to talk about it in in you know future episodes. And that's that when somebody says this, as far as you know, I don't see God. I don't. We need to address the emotion behind the question. And the question is, are you asking that question because you don't want to submit to the authority of a being who is beyond your comprehension? Do you have a pride issue? Because why is it that that is a problem for you? We got we to gotta address the emotion behind this question. It's a deeper issue. It's a deeper issue. And I want to continue. So the reason I didn't finish this verse is because I wanted to address this question and then finish this verse. And it says this in Acts uh, 17 verses 28 and it says in him we live and move and have our being as even some of our own poets have said for we are indeed his offspring being then God's offspring we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone an image formed by the art and imagination of man the times of ignorance God overlooked but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he we he will judge the world in righteousness by a man who has he has appointed and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead but i want to read that first verse one more time and it says in him we live and move and have our being that answers the question right there it may not address the personal emotion by because of or, or the reason as to why you have that question, but that does answer it. In him, we live and move and have our being. So that should get you off the fence right there. 
But the question is, for the emotion piece, really you're going to have to take that to the Lord. And that is the, that's the piece where I'm going to say you need to, I, I will challenge you to, to, to say those dangerous prayers. Say those dangerous prayers. I hope that you pray that the Lord will reveal himself to you, and he does, and you have no problem submitting to his authority. I hope that you pray that the Lord will reveal himself to you, and he does, and he shatters your pride to a place of humility and submission to Jesus. And so for me, that's where, that's where I think we have to address that question and how we address that question.